0: Thank you for joining us for the Way Lithia Weekly Podcast. We hope that this message will help you to see your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. Is God good? Amen. Come on. Amen. Um, so before we get started... Uh, welcome Pastor Gio over from Abide. Um, and uh, you got a word for us this morning at all? or you got to put anything on your heart? Okay, just making sure. Um, so we we were supposed to have a guest speaker here this week. And that guest speaker, um, he is uh, he had something come up. And uh, actually, he's going to be, he's, he's preaching a funeral over. And I don't know if any of you all remember Pastor Vince from Bradenton uh, that came over here. But he passed away. Um, so joe's over there with him and we just our, our prayers and thoughts are with him uh, he's a is a great man and it, it was uh that from 8 weeks from the time that he found out he had cancer uh, and he passed away it's a it's a it's a blow to the kingdom he was a great man of god and um we're definitely going to be praying for his church his family for all those around him his friends but when joe called me and told me that he couldn't be here the rational thing for me to do would have been to just move some things around and uh, and um, just move the schedule around as far as who's speaking when Uh, since we've started this I want y'all to know something though since we've started this whole journey we don't grab the wheel we let God guide what we do and I was praying and praying because God was giving me no direction and uh, I was up here this morning God woke me up this morning and I came up here to pray, and uh, I put on a a prayer cloth that Brother Stephen gave us for the house, and I was up here praying, and God gave me a revelation to something that I've been praying about for a while, and I wanted to share it with you this morning, and then after I do, um, it's going to be a very short word for all of you who have something cooking that we're counting on that. You're welcome, but... We are, uh, it's going to be a short word, but I want us to have some prayer this morning. Sundays are supposed to mean something. Um, It's not about us coming in here and listening to a word or good worship or terrible worship, whatever it is. But it's not about what you come in here for. There's supposed to be evidence that we come together. Um, in, In Acts, whenever they went into the upper room, whenever they came down, there was evidence there. When Paul went into a community, there was always evidence that he was there. When the church is alive, there's evidence. And when you come together, there should be something that you bring out of here, something that's different, some different kind of focus. So if you could uh, turn, turn with me to Romans 20 for, for, <clears throat> for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, in divine nature have been have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse now he's talking about people being able to see him so his invisible attributes the things of god they are evident through the things that he's created i want you all to think about that they're evident through the things he created does anybody here grow their own food? We've got a couple, okay. So there's some of us that know how it works. They know how things work. Um, God is evident through his creation. I want you to remember that. That's that, that's key for today. God is evident through his creation. Think about how things work together. You know one of the big crises that we're facing in our food right now is the fact that bees are dying out because of a lot of poisoning and then, and things like that that people are doing to keep other bugs off but bees are dying out god created everything to work together so without bees things can't pollinate and you don't have good fruit anymore you don't have good food and it's important to start understanding, and that's just one aspect of it. There's so many things that God created to work together. You know that there's plants that, can, that, that need full sunlight. There's plants that need partial. There's plants that can't have any sunlight. And that, that speaks of the order of God. That speaks of the order how God created things, because you can go into a forest and you will see plants growing in one area that are not growing in another area. God designed it that way so that things can feed off of each other and it won't damage his creation. Another thing that I'm finding out is that the importance of having um, the compost and having things decay on the ground so that it can replenish the soil underneath it. So God created all these things to work together. And if we don't understand these things, what happens is we get people trying to take shortcuts and trying to do things like using synthetic fertilizers and synthetic poisons and stuff like that. And what happens is you get these growth. Does anybody remember when we used to have grove after grove after grove of orange orange trees around here? They're all diseased now. What happened was we we relied on man-made invention rather than God's plan. So, Luke thirteen. I actually don't have this written down, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that uh, Nathan if you can put this up. This is a scripture that I struggled with all week, um, and. God showed me something this morning. You got it? All right. So Luke 13 is a call to repentance. All right. He, he, talk, he's, he first starts out talking about the Galileans, how Pilate mixed their blood with their offering, with the blood of their offering. What he was talking about was that the Galileans went to go make an offering, and Pilate had them killed while they were making their offering. And uh, so Jesus said, do you think that their sins are any worse than your sins? Tell you that if you don't repent, you too will surely die. And he goes right into that and he starts, he says a parable that seemingly has nothing to do with repentance. He talks about two instances of repenting, then he goes into a parable that seemingly has nothing to do with repentance. But it says, and he began telling this parable. So we're going to start in verse 6. A man had a fig tree. Which had been planted in a vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, "Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit in this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground?" And he answered and said to him, "Let alone, let it alone, sir, for one year too, or for this year too, until I dig around it and put it fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine." But if not, cut it down. So, got a fig tree in a vineyard. And he's saying, I three years I've been looking at this thing, no fruit. Cut it down. So this is God talking, this, this is this is God talking to Jesus. Okay. He's telling him that this is I'm not seeing any fruit. I've been I've the soils, you know, I planted them here. I'm not seeing any fruit. And and the the fig tree represents uh, represents Israel or God's people it represents us and Jesus is saying well hold on let me let me make the soil right let me let me pay a little bit of extra time to the soil give it a little bit of extra whatever fertilizer whatever it needs and then after another year if it doesn't have fruit we'll go ahead we'll go ahead and um Cut it down. Now, a lot of people, like, it. it when, the first time I read this, it rep, when I saw it, I was like, okay, so we have, we're planted in soil. And we're supposed to be producing fruit, but we're not producing fruit. Jesus gives us another chance. But if he doesn't give us, but whenever he, if we don't follow through on that chance, then we're still going to have to be removed from the vineyard. That sounds kind of harsh. And a lot of people make this argument. I wouldn't do that to my kid. Am I a better person than God? Are my morals better than God? Do I live a higher standard than God? If I don't, then that obviously can't be what he said. But we have to understand God is not just in charge of you. He's in charge of creation. And it's not just about your life. It's about everybody's life. He came and died for everybody. If he came and died just for you, if it was only you that he died for, then, yeah, probably chance after chance, and he keep going after it and going after it and going after it. But whenever the fruit that you're supposed to bear affects those around you, then there has to be a point when he says that this isn't good for my garden anymore. It's not out of hate for the tree. It's about the fact that the tree is using up nutrients that belong to the garden. And that tree is not producing fruit, so it's not doing what it's supposed to do. All it's doing is using up nutrients. It's not about the father being mean and telling somebody you've got to get out. It's about the father loving the garden enough that he is willing to pull something out that he loves so that everybody else can get fed in the way that they need to be fed. God loves his people. God loves his church. It's important for us to understand the way that God created things and the way that God created things to depend on each other. There's another verse that talks about where the enemy comes in and he plants um, he plants weeds in with the wheat, and the workers go out there, and he he, he explains the parable talking about how the workers are the angels, and they're coming uh, to remove the weeds, but the workers ask him, do you want me to remove these weeds? And he said, no, not yet, because you'll get some of my people, or you'll get some of the regular crop. Wait until they mature, and I will know them by what they bear. You can see whenever they're grown, because they it, what, what it is is it's a mimic. It mimics the way that a wheat plant looks. But when it grows up, you can tell what it is and what it isn't. Now, a lot of, a lot of things get sown in our lives that whenever they're small, you can't tell, or a lot of people can't see them. But whenever they start to grow whenever they and they will things start growing they start producing fruit whenever you can see the fruit that is produced at that point you know what's a weed and what's not you can mimic looking like a christian all you want to but when it comes down to it at some point whatever life you're living is going to reach maturity And when it reaches maturity and it's time to harvest, you cannot play those games anymore because what you are is revealed in your maturity. Amen? So when when a farmer plants a seed, and and, and this, this goes more to the heart of God, when a farmer plants a seed in a field, all he can see is the dirt. He's got the field planted. You can see everything plowed. All you can see is the dirt. That's how God, when, when, when God looks at us, he looks at us not as what we are, but, what, but his expectation on us. He sees your potential. He sees what you can grow into. He knows what he has planted inside of you. When the crop hasn't even peeped through the ground, he has expectations of the fruit that that crop is going to bear. If you think of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, the plans I have for you, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. God does have plans for, for you. God does have plans to prosper you. He wants good things in your life. He wants to see good things out of you. There, He would not have spent the time to prepare the soil if he did not want to see good fruit but God wants to see that good fruit and he's already seen it in you. He is doing everything he can to make sure that it happens. And and when a when a farmer comes into a field and he plants that crop he's looking at it and it's it's like one of his own. It's it's a creation of his. And and he's looking at it and he once it starts to peek through the ground, he starts to to look around it see if there's any weeds if there's anything he can get off of it anything that would keep that thing from growing god does those same, same things with us he puts people in your life to help warn you of other things to help keep you on the good path to help keep you in a place where you can produce good fruit and then as that as that as that 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 plant starts rising up that farmer looks at it with pride something he created and he's looking at the fields and a lot of times uh, you can see you can see somebody like a in a well back before farming became industrial see somebody walking through their fields just kind of looking at everything it's like man look what i planted look what this one's doing look what that one's doing and you can still in the midwest you see a lot of people see how big they can grow their uh, potato or whatever it is you know they have competitions on but they're proud of that stuff because this one produced a lot. I may have had some miracle Grow or GMOs to help it out, but it produced a lot. God's proud whenever he sees the fruit that you produce. But whenever you have a crop in your field that's not producing fruit, you have to make a decision. And that decision is to go ahead and let that weed stay or pluck it out so that the rest of the garden can have life, but you can't have both, and the farmer's not mean for doing that, he's caring, that's a caring thing, because you're looking at the whole, and saying, what can I do, now, when you have an individual out of the whole, that is producing like crazy, absolutely, you try to get others to mimic that, You you, you put, you put focus on that, but whenever you have one that's not producing at all, you have to make tough, tough decisions. And God does make those tough decisions. And it's all through the New Testament. Jesus speaks of it over and over. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever does not produce good fruit will be, will be removed and will be burned. It's not that he hated the branch. But it's that the branch was taking fruit or taking nutrients from other, other branches that could be producing even more fruit. So this morning, what I wanted to tell you was that the nature of God is that he is for you. He wants you to grow, and he's going to do anything that he has to to make sure that that happens. You may not care about the ways that he does that, but we're not to judge God because we can't even see the garden. We can't even see all the decisions that have to be made all we can do is do our best to produce fruit now if you look look around at the church and what's happening right now look around at the different bodies of the church you'll have in you have a small amount of people right now that are making changes in our government for instance the lgbtqrs tuv group that If you poll people, you have a very, very small amount of people that are running with that agenda. But they're loud and they're producing fruit. And you see the fruit that, that, that it's producing. It's bad fruit. And you have other people that nobody's speaking up about it. You have churches actually accepting this now. Accepting it. And those same churches that are accepting it are expecting God not to pull them out of the garden. Not to do something about it. God's going to do in his garden what he needs to do to make sure he sees fruit. We need to make, we need to figure out what we want to do. We need to figure out if we want to be on the side where we're producing fruit and if we do, we've got to make some changes in our lives because I'm telling you, you cannot be a bystander. You cannot be somebody that's sitting on the sideline and not producing anything and hoping that you're going to be on the good side just because you know people that are going to be on the good side. You cannot be one of the people who are on the sideline who is who's using up the soil and expect that whenever fruit comes from the other people that it will fall on your branches and stick because that's not the way that it works. God gave you every opportunity that he gave anybody else, and he's given you every opportunity every day. There's a plan for your life each and every day, and if you are not producing fruit, I am here to tell you that you are going to be in a sad place one day, because it's not just about whether or not you go to church and you read your Bible every day. If it was there would be a lot more, lot more people being saved and a lot more people that were changed. And Jesus would have never been crucified because that's not a message that gets you put to the cross. But the message that gets you put to the cross is that everything that you're living today, apart from him and apart from his knowledge and his word, is, are things that are going to keep you separated from the Father. And the father's going to do what he has to do to make sure that he keeps connection with the rest of the branches. This is a serious affair. It's a serious place that we have to come out of. And we have to look at ourselves and see what's going on. Because we've been relegated to watching Christian TV and listening to Christian radio and and having a bumper sticker on the back of our car and being the guy or the woman at at work that, that looks a little bit different because we don't cuss. But that's never been the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ are the people that go out and feed the hungry. The bride of Christ are the people that see somebody in need and they try to meet that need. That they hurt for the people who hurt around them. That when they see somebody who's suffering, they suffer with them. They get into that place with them and try to help them out. The bride of Christ wants to make a difference. And if we're not making a difference, we do not look like the bride of Christ. We do not look like anything different than that tree that's not producing fruit. We have to. We have to produce fruit. If we do not produce fruit, we will be cut off. That's in his word. That's in his heart. He does not want to see. It's not that he wants to see anybody perish, but that we should all have everlasting life. But he gave us something to do. And if we want to look like him, we've got to start acting like him. This is not a game. This is not something that we can act On lightly, it's not even about your eternity. God planned on you making a difference. Nobody can look at you and tell you whether or not you made a difference, other than the people you made a difference to and yourself. That's it. This is a, a place of inward reflection. And then you gotta look at, well, what does that look like making a difference? You know? It's not paying for the guy behind you at Starbucks. I can tell you that. That's nice. And that should be something that comes off the fruit that you bear. If you aren't hurting for people. It's time to repent. God hurt for you so much that he sent his son. That soil in the vineyard was plenty good for that fig tree. Fig trees typically don't even need fertilizer. That soil was plenty good for that fig tree And then they wanted to make sure that fig tree had that much more of a chance. When Jesus came and died for our sins and lived his life, he came to a ground that was already fertile enough to produce fruit, but that was not producing fruit. And he added something in there. Because remember, we said through death brings life. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, life was supposed to come to the body. And it did. It did like crazy. You know, Ephesus was so evangelized that people that were in that city that would sell coins that looked like the other gods caused a riot because they couldn't sell their coins anymore and they were going broke. I want to see people who own strip clubs, to start trying to incite a riot, on the church. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody wants to go in there anymore, because we 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 have seen Jesus Christ, and that's all we thirst for anymore. There's telltale time, the telltale signs that will tell us when the church it's starting to produce the fruit that it needs to produce. But you have to remember, fruit is never for the plant. There's never been a plant that has grown that has consumed its own fruit. The fruit is always for those around, and fruit is to bring life to, brought life to other people. Jesus brought us life. No, I think if I know if I whenever I do inward reflection and I think and God wrecked me this morning when I was up here and he showed me this. God woke me up this morning and I came here I don't know what time it was seven something and I was up here praying about this and God just absolutely wrecked me with it. And that was the biggest thing that he showed me this that the fruit's never about the plant, it's always about the other people. And you will know if you're producing good fruit because the people around you will be well fed. If I could, this morning, um, I wanted to just have us all pray together. Because this isn't something where you're going to get, uh, this isn't a place where somebody's going to lay their hands on you and give you any special way to produce fruit. It's a matter of the heart. But my heart is for this community. God's heart is for this community. And I want to see this community wrecked with the Holy Spirit. I want to see people around me, people around this church, people around y'all's church eating well, being fat on the gifts of the Lord. So, if we could have everybody come up. And thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. Also, if you would like to partner with us, you can go to thewayliffy.org forward slash donate. See you next week, and may God bless you and your family.